0: Would you turn with me, please, to James this morning, James chapter 5. On these Sunday mornings for the past uh, few weeks, the Lord has directed us, we believe, to uh, minister on the subject of prayer, prayer principles, principles of prayer. And we believe it is a vital, vital subject. And that uh, it's a key to our development at this point of our growth as a church that we learn more about praying. And uh, we're not just doing this to learn about praying, but to put it into practice. Right? And not just pray, but pray effectively. Right? It's not just quantity of prayer that is the important thing. It's quality of prayer. And i found in my few years of walking with the Lord and in the ministry, there's a whole lot of uh, wasted motion in what people call prayer. There's a lot of vain prayer, wasted motion and wasted praying. Jesus talked about vain prayer. And we don't want vain prayer. We want effective, productive, fruitful praying. So we don't want to just pray. We want to pray according to the Lord, according to the word. According to faith. So in James 5, let's read our text again. Let's pray before we do this and let's release our faith concerning revelation. And uh, don't just, you know, kind of bide your time while I pray. This is a time for you to pray and release your faith that the Lord will speak to you, whether it's something directly said through me or something that He said that I didn't say. But revelation will come to you. How many believe the Lord could give you something good this morning that help you out, answer your questions, redirect something that's not right, solve a problem, right? But you must look to him, not looking at me. I won't have my eyes on you. You don't get your eyes on me. We'll have our eyes on the Lord, and he'll speak to us and help us. Father, we submit ourselves to you this morning. This is your place. This is your church. This is your family. We are your people The sheep of your pasture. You are our great shepherd. And Lord, uh, thank you for giving us the holy word. It's life to us. Health and medicine to all of our flesh. You do enlighten us with your word. Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit whom you've sent to indwell us. To be our guide and to be our teacher. We yield to him. Give everybody eyes that see and ears that hear. And a heart that's open and receptive. Let there come answers to questions. A supply of the Spirit. Grace deposits, things added, equipment added. Thank you for all that is in your word, the life and strength and help coming into us now. And we purpose not to be hearers only, forgetful hearers, but by your grace we shall be doers. In Jesus' name, amen. Say it out loud, I'm a, doer. I'm, a doer. I'm, a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Of the word of God. You do understand that's the only people that get results are the doers. It's not just church goers. It's not just Bible toters. It's not just tape players. It's what? Doers. 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 Those are the ones whose lives are changed for the better who get results. In James James 5.13, he said, is any among you afflicted? What should he do? He's going through tests, he's going through trials, going through problems. What should he do? Not just pray, but let him pray. Pray for yourself, right? Don't be quick to ask other people to pray for what you can pray about. Now, there are times when it's good that other people can help us pray and pray for us. But a lot of people are just in a habit you know there are whole groups of people that feel like that's what they hired the pastor for—was to do their praying for. Them. Hmm. Well, first of all, you shouldn't have a hireling for a pastor. <laughs> you didn't hire me, and you can't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a democracy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we were believing God before we got here, and we'll be believing God during this. And if the Lord leads us away, then that's what we'll do. But uh, people say, well, Brother Keith, you, you know, pray for me about this. And I've asked them before, not always, but there's been a few times i said, well, are you praying about it? Well, I wanted you to pray. <laughs> well, why can't you do your own praying? Did you hear me? Sometimes people are too quick. Y'all pray. Why? You can't pray? It's kind of like saying, would you wash my clothes? What well, can you wash your own? I mean, if you were, you couldn't wash your clothes. Well, yeah, we could help you. But if you can wash your own clothes, don't be asking other folks to wash your clothes. Right? Right? And if you can believe for yourself and you can pray for yourself, you ought to be taking care of your own business and then be available to help other people who are either baby babies in the faith or elsewise so weak that they're not able to help themselves. So if you're going through a trouble, trial, if you're afflicted, let him pray. Do you see that? Are you married? What do you do? Don't say, Brother Keith, I'm happy. Sing. No, you happy. You sing. Right? thing he goes on to say is any sick among you now the implication for sick here is exhausted and without strength is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray there is a situation where somebody is you know not where they can pray for their thank god that's when it's good to have a church family Amen. A natural family that believes God and a church family that's around you that knows how to pray for you and believe God. It says, pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. That's strong, isn't it? If he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. What if it's not the will of God? You notice how there's no provision in here for that. It's like uh, he didn't even consider that 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 might have been an option. No, it's always the will of God for people to be saved, people to be forgiven, people to be healed, people to be restored, blessed, victorious. That's always the will of God. Somebody that said otherwise was just wrong. I'm sorry. Confess your faults one to another, pray one for another that you might be healed, may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Elijah was a man like us. Sometimes people try to take people like, you know, Moses and Elijah and Samuel and different ones and make them unhuman. But no, they're human, just like us. And they had feelings and they were tempted to doubt and tempted to fear and they had things they had to deal with with their flesh, just like us. But people, just like us, prayed such prayers that it altered the earth. Changed the atmosphere. Change the earth. What is he telling us? You can pray like that too. I can pray like that too. We can pray such prayer that things in the earth are changed. Oh, glory to God. What a wonderful thing. Now, you know, we're in what is called the tornado season. Our storm season. I mean, in this time of year, the atmosphere Things are conducive for storms. And you do understand that this is not the will of God. Tornadoes are not the will of God. Hurricanes, damaging winds and earthquakes. None of that is the will of God. All of that is the result of the fall of man. You understand in the Garden of Eden, there were no tornadoes. They never had a tornado. Wouldn't have known what a tornado was as brilliant as Adam and Eve were I mean he named all the animals he understood you could have told Adam that a tornado hit an area he'd have said what had no concept of it and one of these days everything's going to be restored and there'll be no tornadoes again right won't be very long but just in thinking about this turn with me back to the book I believe it is Amos let me just mention this to you hold your place right there And go back to the book of Amos. Fourth chapter. Because I want us to be thinking. Right. You know where Amos is? (laughs) Well let's see. If you're not sure. Go to Matthew and start backing up. Go to Matthew and start backing up. And you'll see Malachi and. Zachariah, Haggai, Zephaniah, just keep on backing up and you'll get to Jonah and Obadiah and then lo and behold, there's Amos. In the fourth chapter, Amos 4, in verse 6, he talks about judgment. He said, I've given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and want of bread in all your places. Yet have you not returned to me, says the Lord. When things are bad, what should people be doing? Getting to God or getting back to God and repenting. Is that right? Verse seven. And I also have withholding the rain from you when there was yet three months to harvest. And I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain on another city. One piece was rained on, and the piece whereon it rained, not withered. We've seen things like that, where the, you know one place was uh, rained on or even flooded, and another place was not at all. One place was destroyed and wiped out, another one not even touched. And I mean, it can be side by side. Right? Yep. Well, you and I need to... Just have a a constant thing. I, You know, I fly, so I have some weather stuff to help me see what's going on in radar. And I'll see stuff, you know, way before it gets to us. I'll look at it on the radar. You can do that on the Weather Channel. And I speak to it. And I command it. You know, a lot of times you'll see a bow of stuff. And you know that's the bad stuff, you know. kind of things tornadoes pop out of. I speak to it. And I don't have authority over the whole nation. Did you hear me? I have authority where I live. And concerning where my stuff is. And where my people are. Did you hear me? And I speak to it. And I command it to split. And go around us. And go around our stuff. And I've you can watch it on the radar. I've seen it again and again and again. And it breaks. Some will go up here and some will go around here. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Elijah. Elijah prayed and the atmosphere was changed and it didn't rain. And then it rained. His prayers changed the atmosphere, changed the cycle of rain in the earth. You and I have much more authority as Christians than many people have thought for. If you happen to see a tornado pop out and it's near your area, you point your finger at it. You say, get back, get back up in that cloud. In Jesus' name, and I said, "Well, no fight. You better do it. <laughs> you better do it. Tell it to go around your stuff. Don't plead and beg. And now command it to go around your stuff in Jesus' name." And I said, "Well, what if the Lord sent that tornado? He didn't. I said he didn't. Now that's the thing you got to get settled. He's not the destroyer. The Bible tells us real plainly who is the destroyer." Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He said, the thief is the one who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what Revelation says the devil's name is, Abaddon or Apollyon. It means destroyer. God is not the destroyer. No, thank God. Aren't you glad that you know you don't have to just sit and be destroyed? You can speak up. Amen. You can exercise authority. So we read that the effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. Or the Amplified says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working. Tremendous power is made available in the earth. Well, it takes tremendous power to stop a tornado or divert a storm. Or to change the cycle of rain in the earth. That's a lot of power. And it was made available through prayer. So we begin asking the question, what is prayer? And then seeing instructions on prayer from Jesus. Studying principles, Bible principles, of correct praying. We answered the question, what is prayer? By saying prayer is, real prayer, is communion with God. Communion is also translated fellowship, fellowshipping with God, communion with God. It's not just talking to God. There ought to be a lot of listening to God in prayer, but it's communion with God. And we saw that the scripture taught, uh, Jesus told us not to pray vain repetitions, but he told us to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Go with me over to Matthew, please. The sixth chapter. We'll review a little bit by reading this passage and then see some other things that tie into this today. Matthew 6. He said in verse 5. Matthew 6, 5. When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you've shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. we talked about this in the very beginning of this study, but let's reiterate it. It's so important. Jesus taught us, do not pray To be seen of people. Don't pray as a hypocrite. You know, uh, sometimes people's prayers, even preachers' prayers, are talking to people over God's shoulder. You know what I mean by that? They're saying, oh God, this and that, but they're talking for the benefit of the people that are hearing. Well, that's really hypocritical praying. If I'm going to talk to you, I ought to just look at you and talk to you. (laughs) Not talk to you, act like I'm talking to God. Right? Do you know what I'm talking about or not? Oh, Father, deal with these people. (laughs) No, if I'm going to talk to you, let me look at you and talk to you. Right? Right? you're going to talk to me, look at me and talk to me. But if we're talking to God, let's really talk to God, right? Aware that we're talking to him. No hypocrisy, no fakery, no falseness. The Bible said those that worship God must worship him how? In spirit and in truth. That must be honest. Sincere, I mean, the least bit of falseness or pretense will be like a wall between you and God. Because, man, you can't fool him. You can't pull anything over him. He sees right through everything and sees right into your heart. Right? So you best strip off all the junk and just open your heart and be real with him. Right? So effective prayer is genuine praying. No praying to be seen or heard. Praying genuinely, sincerely, and he went on to say, in the uh, uh, sixth verse, when you pray, how many understand? It doesn't get any better teaching than this on the subject of prayer. What Jesus said: This is how you pray, and this is how you don't pray. You can't find anything better on the subject of prayer, right? This is how you pray, and how you don't pray. When you pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And it's just a reality that there are a number of Christian denominations today. And their praying is very, very ritualistic. They pray the same phrases over and over and over. And it's amazing that they just completely ignore what Jesus said when he told us, don't do that. Well, think about it. I mean, God is a person, isn't he? Hmm? isn't he as intelligent as any other person you're going to talk to? And much, much more so, right? Well, what if every time I saw Brother Bill, every time I saw him, I said the same thing in the same way. Hi, Brother Bill, it's Keith. How you doing? Good to see you. Hi, Brother Bill, it's Keith. How you doing? Good to see you. Hi, Brother Bill, it's Keith. How you doing? Good to see you. Hi, and that's all I said was that same thing. And then turn and walk away. <laughs> Hi, Brother Bill. It's a nice day. You're a fine fella. Hi, I like you. Hi, Brother Bill. It's a nice day. <laughs> that would be foolish. Right? He would say, you're not talking to me. Right? And that's what people do in prayer. They say the same thing, vain repetitions, the same thing over and over and over. That's not praying, according to Jesus. And it's wasted motion, it's vain. So beware with yourself that you don't get in a ritual and you don't get a... I've seen people pray and all they did for 10 minutes was go, Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Vain repetitions. What are you doing? Who are you talking to? Realize where you are. You're in the throne room. What if I got to visit with President Bush today? He's probably not there today, but on a work day and he's in the Oval Office. And I came and fell across the desk. And I said, Oh, President Bush. Oh, President Bush. President Bush. Oh, President Bush. Oh, President Bush. President Bush. Oh, President Bush. Oh. He would think something's wrong with me. And there would be. Right? Well, then why do people do that with God? Realize where you are and who you're talking to. And be genuine and sincere. Avoid. Watch it. Watch it. About vain repetitions. He goes on to say. They think they'll be heard. For what? For their volume. When I say volume. I'm not just talking about how loud it is. But the quantity. And that is a widely held. Belief. In modern churches widely held people think well if we could get enough people praying well what's the big deal with enough people praying why are people so pumped about that see it's much speaking Will we get all this prayer? do you understand a hundred thousand people can pray in unbelief and get nothing do you understand the majority is not always right You remember Jesus said, if two of you, huh, two of you agree as touching anything you ask, it will be done. Well, how much more do you need than it will be done? Right? What else do you need? If it's done, that's it. It's done. Now, thank God for corporate prayer. You read the book of Acts and you see the church praying in mass corporately. We do that every Wednesday evening around here. And it's effective because we get in one mind and one accord and we get in faith. But don't, you know, you see a lot of Christians, bless their hearts, and something go wrong or there's a problem. Their biggest deal is to call everybody they know and see how many people they can get to praying because they think there's safety in numbers. And they're relying on this much speaking, this quantity. No, no, no. It's not quantity, it's quality. Right? It's quality of prayer, not quantity. Now keep reading. He said, they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like them. Well, so everybody said out loud, we won't be like them. See, so he told us don't be like them, so okay. Don't be like that. For your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. He already knew, didn't he? He already knew you needed money to pay your bills. He already knew you required this or needed this or desired this. He knew it before you asked. So there's no need in you asking him a thousand times. Because he knew it before you asked him the first time. Right? He's not forgetful. He's not hard of hearing. Right? Now, you know, you say this and most people nod like, yeah, that's right. But then go right on and do it. Ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. I think they'll be heard for their much speaking. No, when you go to ask the Lord for something, remind yourself. He already knows about this before I ask him. Right? He knew about it. I'm not making him aware of something that he didn't know I'm not going Lord we gotta have a hundred thousand dollars in this church and I mean right now and he goes what when did you need a hundred a hundred thousand Michael Gabriel get over here why didn't y'all tell me about this we got to put something together for them has never happened never will he knows the end from the beginning Right? So he already knew it. Before you asked about it. But he still tells us to ask. Well why would he have us ask. If he already knows about it. That's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) It's an important question. If he already knows. Because you know some people. They don't ask. And even sing songs like. You know well I know. That whatever. I need, he'll send. Well, not if you don't ask. Are you with me? You must ask. And there are spiritual, legal reasons why. We may not understand all of it, but you know enough to know this. If he says ask, what should you do? Ask. Now let's keep reading. He said, your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. And after this manner, therefore, pray. She said, so pray like this. What's the first thing you say? Now, doesn't this agree with what we've already talked about? Who do we pray to? We pray to our father, God, in the name of Jesus. Now, at this point, Jesus had not gone to the cross And his name was not available in authority and place like it is now. But we would say today, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. That's what he taught us in John 16. And he said, hallowed be thy name. Now, didn't we talk about that too, didn't we? You don't use the Lord's name in vain. We talked about that. Hallowed be thy name. And holy is the name of Jesus. We don't throw that around when we say, Father, we ask you this in the name of Jesus. If that name is hallowed to you, you don't use it as a byword. You know, Christians, it it just surprises me. And I guess it's just ignorance. But Christians, they use the name of Jesus and they use the name and the word God as a byword. I mean, they get scared and they go, oh, Jesus, and they're not talking to him, and they're not talking about him, oh, Jesus, Christians, oh, my God, and they're not talking to God, and they're not talking about God, this is not okay, I said, this is not okay, when you say Jesus, or you say God, see to it that you're either talking about him, or you are talking to him. Otherwise, you're using these words and names vainly for no purpose, usually. And it is strongly forbidden in the scriptures. Right? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is thy name. When we say God, it means something to us. When we say Jesus, it's no byword. Right? I mean, this is the name that gives us access to the throne room. This is the name. That will cause our prayers to be heard. This name is most precious to us. We speak with it. We use this name. We speak this name with the greatest reverence and respect and honor. Now verse 11, he teaches about asking. Give us this day our daily bread. This is asking. Then he says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We've already talked about that. That's one of the first things the Lord said about praying Pray for those that persecute you. And Mark 11 said. When you stand praying. Forgive. So all this goes. Hand in hand. As you would expect the Holy Word. To agree with itself. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily. Indicates. Daily. Asking. There's some things. You need every day. So you can ask for them. Every day. Other things. You just ask for one time. And you stand and believe. Every day. Every day. You need wisdom. Right? Every day you need provision. Right? Every day. And so your daily requirements, you're told to ask for it. Turn to the 7th chapter of Matthew, just over a page or so. Everybody say, ask. Matthew 7 and verse 7. Matthew 7, 7. What's the first word? Ask. Ask. And what will happen? It shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For how many? Everyone Everyone that asketh receiveth. And to him that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. What man is there of you whom if his son do what? ask? Bread, will he give him a stone? Well, the answer is no good father would do that. Or if he ask a fish, ask a fish. Will he give him a serpent or a snake? No, he won't. If you then being evil, natural, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to who? To those that he knows needs them? No. Uh-uh. To who? He will give good things To them that ask him. Everybody say ask. 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 Now the word ask here, if you look it up in the Greek concordances, you'll find that it means, you know, what we think of in asking. But it also means to call for or to require to ask. While we're talking about this, go to Matthew 18, please. Ask. In Matthew 18, 18, Matthew eighteen, eighteen, he says, Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth. Now, let's just stop right here. This is referred to oftentimes as a prayer of agreement or just agreement. And it became popular some years back and is still in some circles that people just uh, on a regular basis, they'll just say, you know, well, Mo, you know, agree with me on this. And he says, all right, I agree with you. Or so and so, you know, agree with me. You know, agree with me on this. Well, I agree with you. And that was the end of it. But if that's all you say, then you've not done this verse. Are you with me? Y'all agree with me. All right, we agree with you. You agree with us what? What What did you agree with us? You agreed that we're believing? Are we believing? What did you agree? Read, now I'm not just being technical here. This is important. What does it say if two of you shall agree on earth agree what as touching anything that they shall ask if there was no asking then you didn't do this well I agree with you what did we ask if you didn't ask you didn't do this verse. And people are too quick to just say, well, we agree. Yeah, we agree. Y'all agree with it? Yeah, we agree. Agree to what? No, when we're going to act on this, you stop. You take a moment and you do the verse. You say, Father, we agree as touching this thing together and we ask you to do this. No asking and you didn't do the verse. Are you with me now? This is important. Why? Well, answering this other question. The Father knows what we have need of before we ask Him. Well, then why should we ask if He already knows? Well, He told us to ask. That ought to be good enough right there. But how many remember James? We were there in James 5. Just hold your place here. Go over to James again. I could quote it to you, but let's just take the time to to look at it in James 4 and verse 2 James 4 2 he said you lust and have not you kill and desire to have you want it you're longing for it but cannot obtain even fight in war yet you have not why you have not why is asking important it's vitally important It's a legal thing in the Spirit. I won't try to tell you that I understand all the ramifications of it. I wouldn't claim to. But I know enough to know this. If you don't ask, and ask in faith, then it doesn't give God the legal right to do it in the earth. Now I know some people don't like that, they don't like but listen, friend. The Lord has set things up. It's not a matter that he can't do something. He has set it up according to his word and his way. And he's not going to violate that for anybody. We have this in the earth all the time. In our government organizations, you have to fill out certain forms. Is that right? And you've got to fill them out right. You've got to fill in all the blanks. You say, well, I'm looking for something. They say, well, did you put in your request? Well, no. Did you fill out the form? No. Well, get back in line. Right? You've got to fill out the form. You've got to come the right way. Is that right? You've got to go through the system. That's the way the system's set up. You've got to go through the system. Well, God has a system. And it's not legalistic uh, in the sense of just being technical, but He has done things. When He gave Adam authority in the Earth, it wasn't just pretend authority. He really gave him the authority in the Earth. And when Adam bowed his knee to the enemy and handed that over to the enemy. Well, then, you know, people say, why didn't God just come in and straighten that thing out? Well, he would have been a usurper. He would have overridden what he had done in giving man the authority. It had to come another way. A man had to do it. Because man had the authority. And here's where Jesus came in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was God from the beginning, but he laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory and became like other men. And as a man, he could do what he did in the earth. As a man, he could offer the sacrifice. As a man. And as a man and a woman, we ask the Lord for something in the earth, then he has a legal right to do it in the earth. Asking is important. Maybe sometime we'll just spend some extra time on this area, but for right now, Do you see enough scripture? Did he say ask? Then you ask. Did he say you have not because you? Ask not. not. Well, if you don't have, then what should we do? Ask. 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 Now turn right on over to, uh, well, you're there in uh, James, aren't you? Well, just back up a page or so to the first chapter. And let's remind ourselves of this. James 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, what do you do? Well, this is—you see a lot of this in the Bible, will not you? If you're lacking wisdom, what if you're lacking money? What if you're lacking strength or whatever? What do you do? Ask of God. He gives to all men liberally. Aren't you glad? Well, that's what Matthew said. Ask, and what'll happen? You'll receive. And he upbraids not. He won't taunt you and upbraid you for being dumb. You won't say, Lord, <laughs> I'm asking you for some wisdom. And he'll say, yeah, you need some. <laughs> you ought to be asking. Yeah. Dumb as you are. <laughs> Aren't you glad he's not that way? He's... <laughs> well, you ought not be that way either. Right? Somebody blows it and they mess up. And they come to you and ask for help. You don't say, well, I told you if you'd listen to me, you wouldn't be in this mess. I tried to tell you, but no. <laughs> now you come back asking for help. Hey, I know somebody else that's asked for help before. Before the Lord again and again missed it in the same area again and again and was just Dumb. So don't do that. Show mercy. show mercy. I said show mercy and then you'll qualify to reap mercy. Yes, sir. I'm telling this one thing that makes me love the Lord. He is so gracious. I'm telling you, you can mess up 99 times in a row and come back and really repent. And he says, I don't remember that other stuff. <laughs> Just come on in here. Let's get the job done. Amen. Oh, he's so good. And if he's that good and he's perfect, certainly you ought to be like that, being imperfect. So if you lack wisdom, what do you do? Ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not and what'll happen? What? It shall be given him, but let him ask in faith Nothing wavering. Now, it's not just asking, but asking in faith. How would you know if you asked in faith or not? It's revealed when you get done praying. Right? Do you believe you heard your prayer? Do you believe your request was granted? Are you expecting to see the results? Or do you just keep asking and just keep asking? And kids keep begging and keep begging and keep begging. Please, Lord, heal me. Please, Lord, heal us. Please, Lord, heal us. And ask a thousand times. Well, that's vain repetitions. It's unbelief. It's wavering. Yeah, I think he heard me. Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like he heard me now. I think wavering, vacillation. What about the person that does that? What did he say? He that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. What does that mean? Any external thing will move you. Good report and you feel good. Bad report and you lost the victory. Are you with me now? Symptoms improve? Oh yeah, yeah, he hurt us. Symptoms worsen? I guess he didn't. Well see, that's a person walking completely by sight. There's no faith involved there. He looks good, you think it's good. He looks bad, you believe it's bad. You're like a thermometer. (laughs) Right? Whatever's going on around you. If it's hot, you go up. If it's cold, you go down. It's, you know, we're not supposed to be that way. We're not supposed to be just responding to everything around us. We're supposed to be standing and changing things around us. That they conform to our faith and to the word that we're standing on. Right? Then you can't be vacillating. You can't be moving back and forth. The Lord directs you to start a business and you start it and you have a rough week. You think, well, I don't know. Looks like maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. A rough week is not the leading of the Lord. You either heard from the Lord or you didn't. Did you hear me? I mean, with the church, you know, I can't day to day try to see what's going on and see if I'm supposed to stay here in Branson or not. Somebody was mean to me. I don't. Know. Maybe I'm not supposed to stay. So-and-so didn't come through on what they said they was going to do. Maybe that's a sign I should leave. It's sad that so many people are such babies and they're so led by their feelings. And every any little problem comes up, well, maybe it's not God. You're not led to be led by external things. We're to be led internally by the solid witness of the Lord, by the unchanging word of the Lord. We're not moved by every wind and wave. Mm -mm. If it was God yesterday, it's God today. It'll be God tomorrow. He doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind every other week about where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Right? Aren't you glad he's stable? And when you walk in him, you're stable. He said, verse 7, let not that man, the man that's wavering and being moved by everything, don't let him think he'll receive anything of the Lord he won't receive. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Said out loud, I'm not unstable. I'm not unstable. I, don't walk I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by my feelings. I don't walk by circumstances. I'm unmoved. I stand on the word. word. Amen. Amen. So if you need something, if you lack something, wisdom, money, health, strength, whatever it is, you have a right to ask. And when you ask, believe that he heard you. Right? Believe that you receive. And then expect. What if it looks worse? Don't let it move you. What if time passes and it looks like he didn't hear your prayer? You're not going by feelings to know if he heard your prayer. Go to 1 John again, please. Notice that phrase. Now, you have not because you ask not. And then he said, even if you ask, if you don't ask in faith, you won't receive. So you must ask. And you must ask in faith. Now, please don't think you already know all of this. Man, this is so vital. Are you doing it? And I can tell you, if you're doing it or not, are you getting results? If you're doing it, you're getting results. This works. All the time. 1 John 5. We looked at this last week, but I want us to look at it again. 1 John 5 and 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we what? If we ask anything... According to his will, he hears us. How would we know it's his will? Well, that's one reason we read our chapters every day. Monday through Friday. Is that right? (laughs) Right? So we'll know what the will of God is. His word reveals his will. Jesus His entire life revealed the will of God. Everything you see Jesus doing and saying in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the manifest will of God for all people for all time. What did he do? Healed, delivered, helped, amen, worked miracles. That's the will of God. Always has been, always will be. Everything in the word reveals the will. If we ask according to his will, we know he heard us. Now, that doesn't say you got to have a hot flash or a cold flash or a goose bump. That's not even mentioned in here, is it? What if you ask and you don't feel a thing? Hmm? Could you know whether God heard you or not? Yeah. If you know you asked according to his will, you know he heard you. Whether you felt something or nothing. Or not sure what you felt. Now thank God for feelings. Of God. Thank God. I mean, I've had some marvelous feelings in the Lord. I'm telling you, feel like you're about to float away. Thank God. But, you know, there's been some times that I've prayed for people before and didn't feel a thing. And they got one of the greatest miracles you could talk about. And they didn't feel a thing. I talked to them later. You know, did you feel something? I didn't feel a thing, Brother Keith. But completely healed of a terminal disease. Well, that's what it's about. Right? It ain't about if we had a hot flash or a cold flash. Right? People put too much emphasis and focus on emotional feelings where prayer is concerned. Yeah, we ought to get close to God and have some wonderful feelings in the presence of God. But when we walk by faith, we don't have to have a feeling to know he heard us. Right? How do we know he heard us? If we know that we asked according to his will... We know. Don't you like this? No, we know. We know He heard us. We know He did. Now keep reading. What else? This is the confidence that we have in Him. We ask anything according to His will. We know that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, what, what else do we know? Whatever we ask, then we know. Man, I like that, don't you? No. No. Then we know. Not think so. Not hope so. We know. You see, some people take issue with with people like me because I speak like that confidently. They think, well, who does he think he is? And a lot of times people try to correct you and go, well, now, brother, you just never know. (laughs) That's not what I'm reading. Where's that scripture at? You just never know. Where's that at? Well, now, brother, you don't want to get on your high horse because you just never know. How many you say, Have you ever heard it? Christians quote that like it's a primary Bible verse, brother? I mean, like Jesus said it 20 times or something. Do you ever remember reading where Jesus said, you just never know? You ever read in the book of Acts where Peter or John or any of those guys said, And you remember, (laughs) thou just never knowest. (laughs) Now it is humorous, but I'm not just trying to be funny. You do understand, millions of Christians base their life on that. Well, y'all pray And you know, but when it's all said and done, what? But you just, you just never know. What does that mean? Sometimes it might work and sometimes it might not and sometimes it's His will and sometimes it's not His will and we just never know what His will is. Well, there's a problem with that if you read the Bible, because he told us in Ephesians 5, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Why do you think he gave us this book? Why did he give us the Holy Ghost? Why did he give us ministry gifts for us to find out and to know something about the will of God? So that we could come confidently and boldly before the throne of grace and not pray haphazardly. But know that it's his will for us to, a- to answer what we're asking him and ask in faith. And then if we know we ask according to his will, we know, we know. Amen. No, not just never know, we know. Yes. Am I reading Bible or not? Yes. We what? Yes. We know that he hears us. Yes. Yes. Right. Man, that ought to make you confident. That ought to do something inside you. Well, we hope the Lord heard us. Well, no, you're not in faith. Quit that. Read the Bible. If you're not sure it's his will, don't be asking for it. Get in the book and see if it's his will. But then when you find out it is his will, then step right up. Amen. Ask in faith. Because you know he wants you to have it. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And then what? Be confident. Be confident and know, yeah. know, know that he heard you. Oh glory to God I know you think I'm being repetitive But there's a reason in it It's not what you know in your head It's what you get in your spirit And when it's in your spirit strong You get excited about it If you sit there and go Yeah I know all them verses Brother Keith No you ain't got it yet No when you get it inside you It's real You get excited You go Yeah 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 he heard me He heard me I know he heard me Well if you know he heard you You won't ask again a thousand times You know he already heard you Right You know he heard you. And here's the wonderful thing. If you know he heard you. Keep reading. If you know he heard you. What do you know? You know. You have. You what? Come on let's back up though. You know. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. I think I'm about to get happy here. <laughs> and if we know, no, right. we know right. that He hears us whatever we asked. So we had to ask. Then we know that we have in the process of getting, no. uh, no, no, no. might get it. No, no, we know. Right. Oh, glory to God. We know. Everybody say we know. We know. Say it again. We know. What do we know? We have. According to these verses, what first do we know? We know he heard us. We asked according to his will. We asked and we asked according to his will, his word, then we know what? We know he heard us. Didn't have to have a hot flash, cold flash, feeling goosebump, didn't have to have anything. We know. He heard us. Is that good news? Man, that's excellent news. Because if we know that he heard us, what do we know? We know that we have it. We have the petition, the thing that we desired of him. We know we have it. If we know we have it, what do we do now? We know he heard us. We know he granted us our request. We know we have it. Now what do we do? (laughs) Here we go. Oh, thank you, Lord. I got it. I got it. We've got it. That's before you see any change. Before you feel any difference. Before you get any reports. You know you have it. I said you know you have it. You know you have it. Oh friends I'm reminded. Of some people who stood up a few months ago. And held up those things written on the. Uh, on the list. And we asked. I led you in the prayer. I was here. I had my own list. Right. I led you. We asked the Lord. Didn't we? Didn't we? We asked Him. Didn't we? To bring the money into our hands to give to a certain level. Didn't we ask Him for it? We asked Him for more than enough money to pay off every debt that we had written down on those things. Every bill, every payment. Didn't we? And we asked Him for everything that we desired to do. We asked Him. Did He hear us? Don't you remember we shouted? Don't you remember? God was here. He heard us. Then what do we know? We know we have every item on that paper. We have it. Not trying to get it. Not trying to talk him into it. We have 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 it. it. Every debt paid off. We have it. Oh hallelujah. What remains for us. But praise. Glory 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 glory. We know. We know. Hallelujah. I like just saying that. So many times people are looking for something new and missing it they're trying to find something else they hadn't heard before Missed trying to find somebody can pray a special prayer somebody else to lay hands on them at some point if you're going to receive you've got to quit looking and believe you got it Amen. right you've got, you got yeah. to quit hollering and asking and requesting and you got to believe he heard me yeah. he heard me yeah. and if I know he heard me I know I know I know everybody say I know I know I know, I know. He heard, me. he heard me I know, I, know. I, have it. I have it Let's say it again Say it together I know He heard me And I know I have it Say it again I know He heard me And I know I have it One more time I know He heard me And I know I have it Oh Glory Glory Glory. Mm, 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 mm. Glory. Glory. My, my, my. I only got to point one. But that's a good point. Ask. Right? Ask. Ask. Now, before we get through with this, I want you to just read one more verse past this. Where we are. Because this goes with this, and I think it's often... Ignored. Verse 14. Let's read it again. This is the confidence. Could also be translated boldness. That we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. And if we know. 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 Know it. If we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask. Then we also know. That we have. Have the petitions that we desired of him. Now keep reading. This all goes together. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death. He shall what? He shall ask. And he God shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. So he's talking about praying. Still, and he's talking about asking. Now, this is such a wonderful, wonderful thing that I think is rarely acted upon. And yet we see Jesus do it. We see Stephen doing it. How many remember Jesus at the cross when they crucified him? What did he say concerning the people that crucified him? Huh? Father, forgive them. Were those people asking for forgiveness? No, they were not. But Jesus asked for them, asked the father to forgive them. He said, they're doing this ignorantly. They don't know what they're doing. And I'm asking you, father, to forgive them. How would that equate with asking for life? Simple. The wages of sin is death. So he's asking that they not be judged and they not have the sentence of death for this, but that they be forgiven and have life. What do you believe the Father did in response to that request? He did just that. Right? Now that's, you know, people are trying to talk about who's to blame, uh, you know, for Jesus being crucified. Well, those are the folk that drove the spikes. But it's not laid to their charge. Why? Because Jesus asked for life for them. Remember Stephen, when he was stoned, the people are hurling these rocks and hitting him in the head and killing him. What did he say? Lord, don't lay this sin to their charge. Do you believe the Lord heard that prayer? Now, friend, you can do this. Somebody sins against you. Or even if they didn't sin against you, you just saw them sin. And it comes up in your heart. What a gracious God we serve. What a merciful God we serve. You can say, Lord... Have mercy on them. Forgive them of that. I ask you for life for that. And what did the Bible say? He hears. And he answers. Stand on your feet please. And let's act on this. Glory to God. Oh thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. Father, we praise you because of the privilege of prayer. Thank you that we have access to your throne. Thank you that we can come boldly and ask and you hear us and you do grant our requests. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Now, if anybody comes up in your heart right now and you know they've sinned against you. Maybe, maybe some people have held a grudge against them because of it. But friend, you're, you're commanded not to do that. You're commanded to forgive. In fact, the Bible says if you don't forgive them, the Father won't forgive you. That's a very serious thing. So if they've sinned against you, you saw it, I want you to pray like Jesus did. I want you to pray like Stephen did and ask for life for those that sinned. If there's somebody in that situation with you, then just get them in mind right now and say it out loud, Father, I forgive them. I release them. They owe me nothing. No restitution. No explanation. No apology. They owe me nothing. I forgive them. And I ask you, to forgive them, to have mercy on them. I ask life for them that have sinned. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information,